Okay, first of all, obviously, Ashkech Yitzi for hosting, and uh, to the sponsors of this farm and the Shear. It, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty heavy task that we're starting tonight. Uh, it's not, you know, we're not starting something that's light and something that's easy, and I spent the past few days trying to figure out where to start and how to start and, and, and how to do it, and this, it's, well, you know, Sefer Tani, we'll talk about what Sefer Tani is in a minute, but, but Sefer Tani is a Sefer, which is, it's an Olam of Na'atzmai, Mamash and Olam of Na'atzmai, and Getting into it and understanding it and really get really get into the depth of it, I think will has a tremendous tremendous will and it's a tremendous impact in our life. And it's it's the dechilu rechima that we're starting the sefer and which we're starting together as a chabura. It's not supposed to be a shear. I don't know what anybody was sold. You know what I mean? What, what the advertising, what the marketing was, but it's not a shear. It's a chabura. We are to learn together, to grow together. That's really the point. And it's Hashem. Hopefully, with siyata deshmaya, a lot of siyata deshmaya, because we need a lot of siyata deshmaya to be able to learn this properly. It even says that we'll, we'll see when we get to the uh, when we get to the. Shar he says, that everything needs to be done by Ezra Hashem Yisbarach, to be done properly with the, with the Rabbanish themselves. So, we're going to start, and we'll try to, uh, try to utilize our time properly, and understand that we're limited to somewhere about a half hour. I think Gitsi said a half hour, so it's 45 minutes, not 45 minutes, so it's an hour, so we'll try, it's late at night, we'll try not to slap too much, but uh, we'll try to walk out with something. Something which is Tayala. So I, I, what I'm not going to do is give a background on who the Balatani was. I'm not a historian, and it's not my, not my job, and I don't think that that's... Obviously, it's relevant to understand that the time period that the Balatani came in, and, and who is the Balshemtiv, and what was the Balshemtiv's Chiddush, and who is the Magid, which is the Balatani's Rebbe. Obviously, all of that's very, very crucial to really get the context of what Sefer Tani is, but it's really beyond the scope of this year. We're going to try to get into Tanya. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to talk about when we talk about the Balshemtiv, and we're not going to talk about the you know the Chiddush of the Balshemtiv, and what is Chasidus, and what is Pnimiyas Atayra. We could leave that for another time to discuss it, maybe by Fabrengen one time. But you know, here we're going to try to stick to the Sefer and try to go through the Sefer and be able to get Mitzvah Hashem Avodas Hashem out of it, which is the reason for the Sefer, as we'll see. We're going to go through the Sharbat and go through the Baltani Zagdama and we'll be able to see exactly what the Sefer is. Just very very pasha. Just the time period the Baltani lived in is mid 1700s, beginning of 1800s. So he was born in 1745. That's when he was born, and he lived until, you know, the middle, the, the beginning of the early 1800s. I don't remember exact year he was Nifter. That's the time period that he lived in, just to give you understanding. He's a third generation of Chassidus. So Chassidus started with Eilu Gabal Shemtiv, His main Talmud was Mizritcher Magid. Mizritcher Magid was the Rebbe of most of the Rebbes that we know. If you don't know anything about Chassidus, you heard of the Kedushis Levi, the Neymar the Melech, and the Rebbe Reb Zusha, and the Marinai. All these were Talmidim of the Magid. Well, you can imagine what the base measures looked like. With this, you know, with this Chavraya Kedisha sitting around by the Magid, the Baltani was from the youngest of the Chassidim of the Magid, and came in towards the end of the Magid's life, the last few years of the Magid's life. Nevertheless, it was very clear right when he came in that he was something very, very special. The Magid had a very special place for him. Not only that, they say that when they did the Tahara on the Magid's body, after the Magid was Nifters, they made a girl who should do, and one person wasn't going to do the Tahara, and they weren't going to have just a regular Chavra Kedisha. The, the Talmidim were going to do it, the Chassidim were going to do it, and they made a girl to figure out who's going to do which part of the Magid's body, who's going to do Tahara on. And the Baltani got the head, which clearly was the most chashiva part of the Magid, the head, the heart, but clearly the Baltani, which is Chachma Bina Das, which we'll talk about what that means. The Baltani got the head of the Magid, and even though he's very, very young, at the age of 26, the Magid tasked him with writing Shulchan Aruch Harav. Anyone who's ever learned Halacha Be'iyan knows that Shulchan Aruch Rav is, is a Peladik Sefer. It's not a Mishnabura. Mishnabura is, it's a Pelad because Mishnabura is a Likud of a tremendous amount of, that came before him. Mishnabura takes all the Achreinim and takes everything and comes up with Achra and his Be'er Lachan Sharetzian. The, the Baal Tani doesn't do that in, in, in Shulchan Aruch Rav. He writes 
And only if you really know the sugya, that when you learn a sugya bi'in, do you start to understand how every word he's trying to say something. And even if you look at the, you know, the basic, basic Shulchan Aruch Harav, you know, from, uh, from Kahas, that they have the, the Marmachimus in the bottom, you're able to see that every word is a makar from another Rishin, Peladik Sefer. He started writing when he was 26 years old, became a Kurif to Hasidus at the age of 20, and uh, already by 26, about time he told him to, the Bagid already tasked him with writing Shulchan Aruch Harav. We don't even have most of Shulchan Aruch Harav. That's the Pella. As great as Shulchan Harav is, a lot of it got lost. There was a fire in the Baal Tandis house, and he lost a big chunk of Shulchan Harav. We have most of Arachayim left. We have chunks of Yeradeya. We have a few other Kentresim, Al Chastamat Torah. There's a few other things that are left, but a lot of, a lot of, uh, of Shulchan Harav was lost, unfortunately. Not only that, is I just heard recently, aside from, we'll see that this Sefer, Sefer Tan is called Sefer Shalbainanim, he's also writing Sefer Shal Sadikim. He's also writing a Sefer Shal Sadikim, explaining what he will explain at length what a Bainani is. But the Baal Tani was also explaining what a tzaddik is and how a tzaddik is supposed to live his life properly. That also got burnt in that same fire. The Shpala told him that the world couldn't handle the tremendous R that was being brought down in the Sefer of Sefer Shal Sadikim. And he said, he told him, he, you know, Benavua told him before the fire that the fire is going to come down from Shemaim and burn up the Sefer. And that was, uh, that's where we lost a part of Shulchan Arkharav and, uh, and, and part of Sefer Shal Sadikim. So we're left with Sefer Shal Benanim, which, uh, which is real thing. The Baal Tani, the, the Magad also also gave him, gave him, the, the Magad's son, it was called the Bavrama Malach, when the Magad, they used to learn Mechavrusa, the, the Baal Tanya, the Bavrama Malach, so if the Magad gave over his son to learn Mechavrusa with any one of his Talmidim, he gave it to the Baal Tanya, it's very clear that even though he was youngest, he was very clear that he had a very, very special place by the, Baal, by the, by the world of the Baal Tanya, by the world of the Magad, and, and in general, when you talk about Chassidus Chabad, you talk about the Baal Tanya, the, the Chiddush of the Baal Tanya was, you know, the, the, many of the Swarm bring down, they say, Nacham Chernobyl said on him, that his name was Schneer, right? Schneer Zalman from Yadi. Schneer is Schneer. This is what Schneer means, which means he brought two iris to the world, an Ur Nigla, which is a Peladika Ur Nigla, and, and not just him. You look at the Chubas of the Tamach Tzedek, and this went on for the other Rebbes as well. The, the, the halachic aspect of what he did, it was, it was, we'll talk about how he's similar to the Rambam, and how he's different than the Rambam, we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's a certain comparison, the way he compiled something in such a clear way, taking everything from the time of the Shulchan Aruch all the way down till, you know, till, he, till the time of the 1700s, and to put it in a clear way, in an organized fashion, it was a tremendous art in the world of Nigla. And there's a Bucky and Nigla before he came to the Magad, there was a Bucky and Nister also before he came to the Magad. That was one R. And the other R was the R of Chassidus, which he brought down, which itself is a Bechidosh. And we'll talk about that as well, what, you know, in what way he differed from the other Rebbes, and in what way they weren't 100% so happy with some of the things that he did. But that was the two Irish, the Shnei R of Shnei Zalman from Liadi. So uh, that's just very, very Bechidosh who the Baltani was. And again, there's many, many books you can read in English and in Hebrew and Shirem, and you can find things online. There's no shortage of, of ways to be able to find out who the Balatani was in the context, but I think we're going to leave that, leave that you know, mostly to the side for now. When it comes to the Sefer Tanya, which is you know, what we're really here to do, so I'll give a drop of a, of a very push in the background of what the Sefer Tanya is, and then maybe we'll talk about what the Chiddush of Sefer Tanya is and why he wrote the Sefer. So just the way, just the, way the Sefer Tanya is broken up, so it's broken up to five Sefarim, there's a lot of comparisons that, you know, they, they, uh, by a lot of, a lot of the Mashpim and Chabad, and by, you know, even by the earlier Rebbes, they call Tani the Torah of Chasidus. I'm sorry, the Torah of Chasidus. Right, so you have Torah and this is the Torah of Chasidus. And that's why it's interesting. If you notice in Tanya, there's five, there's five, the five Svarim in Tanya, comparable to the five Chamashim that we have in Chamisha Chamshe Torah. And there's also 53 Prakim in Sefer Shabbat Right, when we, most people, We'll talk about this in a, you know, in a minute. Most people say the word Tanya, they're normally referring to Sefer Shalbanim, which is the first out of five Svarim. But really, there's five Svarim. And in that first part, in that first part which is Sefer Shalbanim, 53 Prakim, corresponding to the 53 Parshas that we have 
in uh, the 53 weeks, I'm sorry, that we have, the 53 parshas, I'm sorry, that we have in what's it called, in Chamisha Chamisha There's a lot of comparisons between the stories of Excel, but there's five Svarim. The first one's called Sefer Shaldanim, and that's the one we'll focus on, Halavai. Halavai, we should get anywhere close to, uh, to making real headway and to, to getting close to finishing Sefer Shaldanim. I was talking to a Rebbe of mine yesterday, uh, Sunday, and I, he said, uh, I told him I'm giving a shir in Tanya. He said, you know, have you ever given shir in Tanya? I said, yeah. He said, did you ever finish it? I said, no, no, we're close. So he said, uh, he said, he one time gave a shir for a few years and Taka finished Tanya. I said, the whole Tanya, all five swarm? I said, no, 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 Sefer Shalbein in him. Once you get to Shayichid Vamuna, that's the second one. That's like a whole nother world, but, but the Sefer Shalbein in him, which Be'ikr will talk about, is explaining to us how to live life. Shayichid Vamuna which is explaining to us much more lofty things about the Rabbani Shalom, what Yichad Hashem means, Yichad Ilah, Yichad Tata, those are things which are much more lofty, that's after Sefer Shabbat After that comes Yigar Tshuva, which is obviously explaining us Tshuva. Then there's Yigar Sakaidesh, which is the letters that the Valatani sent, they compiled it after, the, the first two swarm were put up Bechayav, the third Sefer is also put on a later printing, also Bechayav, so which means Sefer Shabbat and and, um, Shayichad Vamuno put out together by the Balatani himself. So that's why it's, it's, it's different than a lot of the swarm of the Tamil of Hashem because this was put out by the Machaber himself. Many, many, many of the swarm that we have from the Tamil of Hashem were not put out by, the, by them, put out by Hasidim or Hasidim of Hasidim. So it's a generation or two later, and therefore, although it's, you know, it has authenticity, it doesn't have the same authenticity as, as a Sefer, which is put out by the Machaber himself. But he put out the first two Svarim, and eventually the third Sefer got added to it, Igeris Chuva. Then after that, Igeris Kaidish, which were letters that the Balatani sent. To, uh, you know, throughout his life to different people, some is Hasidim, etc. And then there's Igeris HaKadosh, which is the fifth one, uh, I'm sorry, Kuntras Achran, which is, you know, some things that were left out, that were also written by the Balatanya, that they put in as the fifth Chelex. Again, there's Lakuti Amaram, Sefer Shalbeinim, and it's two names. There's Shayichid Vamuna, then there's Igeris HaTshuva, Igeris HaKadosh, and finally, Kuntras Achran. The, 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 that, that's the makeup of the Sefer. Now, the, shayla, the, the main Shiloh we have to figure out is what's the Chiddush of Tanya? Right, there's many, many svarim. There's many svarim that you can learn. There's many svarim you can pick up to learn if you want to get into chassidus, understand chassidus. Well, what's the chiddush of Tanya? So, first of all, in a very, very pashat way, right? Anytime, anytime, anytime a machaber writes a sefer, there has to be something that he's doing, which means if you're compiling the divrei Torah that a rebbe said by a suda, so okay, there's no, there doesn't need to be a purpose in that. The purpose in that is, is that the rebbe said nice Torah by every shal this, and you want to have a key for the future generations to know the Torah that the rebbe said, so you'll have the chassidim, you'll have somebody. Somebody there, type up everything the Rebbe said after Shabbos, and they'll make a Sefer coming out every year with all the Rebbe's terrorists from that year, or, you know, over the Rebbe's life. But Tanya is very different than that. Tanya is not based on the parshas and the Torah, and it's not put together again by Talmidim. It's not put together by Hasidim, who after the Baal Tanya was nifter, said, listen, we want to remember all the Heilig Torah that Tanya taught us, so let's write a Sefer. The Baal Tanya himself felt that there was a crucial need to write a Sefer, and I'll talk about it, but why he felt that there was a need to write a Sefer as opposed to giving it over Baal Peh, I'll talk about that at length in the in the Abdama Samalake, which is where he goes into explaining why he wrote the Sefer. But he obviously felt that there was some Chiddush that was taking place in the Sefer. It's not just, you know, Divrei Torah, it's not just nice Verklach on the Parsha. He felt that there was some Chiddush which he needed to bring to the world, which wasn't in the world before. And there's some Chiddush that he's trying to do. And, and first of all, you know, one of the ways that it differs on a very Pashat level, we'll talk about maybe things that are, that are very simple just in terms of the makeup. And then we'll talk about a little bit more Ba'imek. In the makeup of it, it's different, first of all, because it doesn't go with the Parshas. Right, from the, from the Svarim, from the Tamidah Baal Shemtiv, up until recently, there's come out no other Sefer like that. 
that, that, that goes not based on, not based on the Parshas or based on the Maidim. You have B'nai Sascha, which goes based on the Chadashim. Kedushas Levi is Parshas. You know, the Rebbe Abzusha, we have a leak from, we don't really have a Sefer, it's also Naim the Melech is Parshas. Well, come on, every Sefer, if you think through any Sefer, it's all the Sech of Yosef, and the Degomach Nafrayim, and the Balshem Tevalter, come on, all of them are Svarim based on the Parshas, and they're the Torahs that the Rebbe gave over by the Parshas. Tani is not like that. Tani is a, a, a guidebook and a handbook that the Baal Tani put together for a very specific purpose. That, that's first of all, you know, just on a Pasha level, the chilik between them. The, the other chilik, also on a very Pashat level, is the amount of work that went into, put, into writing Tanya. Which means, if it's a Sefer that was a, a lika made through by the Kedusha Slavi's Chassidim, who after his life put it, put it together, so okay, it's, they're not as medactic in every single word and every letter that's in the Sefer. They're putting it together, they're trying to give over the concept clearly. And therefore, the diktuk that happens within a Sefer that's a lika or a Sefer that's written after the Chayyad Mechaber, is not so meduktuk. It's very, very rare to find a Sefer I, can't, I can think of maybe a handful of others that there's a diak. I'm not talking about Rishonim. I'm talking about Svarim from written in the past few hundred years that there's a diak in every single letter that the Baal Tanya wrote. There's nothing. We're going to go start with the Sharpla, which is Sharpla also. Every letter that the Baal Tanya wrote and every word that the Baal Tanya wrote was very, very meduktic. Right? They said that the brother of the Baal Tanya one time came in to the Baal Tanya and he saw the Baal Tanya sitting with papers in front of him and a pen in his hand and his hand in his, he was sitting with his hand in his head. He was clearly in deep as us. And finally, after like, you know, he chopped that his brother walked in. So he looks at him and he says, uh, you know, what are you, what are you thinking about? He says, I've been sitting for three weeks, three weeks. And all the time, you who had a mind like, you know, like no other. I've been sitting for three weeks trying to decide if I should put a vava chibur in or not put a vava chibur in. And he said, it's Kedai really to spend six weeks on one letter in Tanya. Right, so just to give us a context of what, of what we're learning. So... Uh, we don't have the ability, or I don't have the ability, to be able to be a medayik every single vav that's in Sefer Tanya. But just to understand that this is a Sefer, which is not just, it's a nice Sefer, okay, it's Kishmak, it's, it, it's a Sefer which is, you know, a leak put together by someone recently, or it, it, it's a different level Sefer. It's a Sefer similar, and again, this is one of the similarities between this and regular Teresh Sav, is that there's a diak in every letter, there's a diak in every word, everything's very, very exact. And, and I, I have in my house a 500-page Sefer, it's called... Um, Maybe Bjurma Sefer Tanya. It came out two years ago. It's 500 pages on the first three Prakam of Tanya. So if you look at the first three Prakam of Tanya, if you open it for a second, it's, it, you're talking about five pages of, of material. It, and it's not the deepest part of Tanya. It's not the hardest part of Tanya. It's, it's over 500 pages. I think it's five or 600 pages on different Bjurim going through every letter and every word in Tanya. We're not going to do that, obviously, because we don't have time. We don't have, the, we don't have the head to be able to go through it. And I don't think that it would be beneficial for us and our Void Sashem to sit there and be Medayik on every single word you know, to write 600 pages on three, on three prakim. But just to understand that this is a sefer which is a, written in a totally, totally different way than, than, the other sif, than the other svarim that many of us have. And that's why also, you know, when, we, when we're discussing what to learn, I thought that it was important to go back very much to the source because th- there's a big difference between svarim which are written by Talmud Yav Hashemtiv, and especially those that were written by the Talmud Yav Hashemtiv themselves, and a sefer which is more current and more hanging. And obviously, if you learn a Heintig a Sefer, it could seem, and it is, much more relevant. And I'll talk to you about technology. And I'll talk to you about how to deal with carpools. And I'll talk to you about how to deal with, you know, all the Bahala that we deal with in 2022. And it's amazing. And it's very, very good to have that. And it's very helpful to have a Sefer which is current. And you feel like the, the author understands you. And he lives in the same generation. And you can go, even go see the author and talk to him. 
But there's something different when you learn a Sefer, which is written by Talmud Abba Shem Tev. You're talking about a different level Sefer. It's not the same Sefer. It's not, it's not another book. It's not another handbook. It's not you know, something that somebody put together over a year or two. Well, Tanya spent over 20 years putting together the Sefer Tanya. And every word's meduktik, and every word is, is elakos. It's mamish. It's godliness put into a Sefer. It's, it's helping us figure out how to get close to the Rabbanishim in a very, very real way. And, and it's, 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 it's Kadai, just even, you know, I, I've heard many times from my Rebbe, he said, you know, there's certain svarim which a person learns for the sake of understanding something, right? Even, even you could take a sefer like, uh, you know, take a sefer which will have very bloch, right? So uh, even, even from Talmud of Hashem Tev, there's svarim which you learn, and you're trying to get something out of it. You learn a sefer like maybe Talmud Yisak of Yosef, you different svarim, and you're trying to get Skadush's Levi, and you come out with something. There's a Shaila, a Kasha, a Teretz, and you come to your Friday night suda, and you have something gishmak to say, gishmak avart that you heard from the Balshem Tev, you heard from the Kedush Levi, you heard from the Marinayim, something gishmak there. There's another type of sefer which the Sefer itself is not there to give you any real uh, vertlach. It's not really there to get you anything. A Sefer like Noim Melech is like that. Uh, anyone who's ever opened up the Sefer at Noim Melech knows it's a very challenging Sefer. It's a very difficult Sefer Pasha in terms of reading it, in terms of understanding the concepts are very lofty. And, and then third of all, which is the most important, in terms of making it practical, Noim Melech is a very, very difficult Sefer to do. They call it Sefer and Shosadikim, right? But the tiny word Sefer Shalbein in him. The Noim al Melech is Sifrin Shal Sadiqim. 98% of what he talks about is Sadiqim. Things that are madrigas that are way beyond us and way above us. And we have no Shaykhs to it. I remember when I first started learning Chassidus, I opened it up a few times and I was like, I don't know, like, Kedush is like, here, I get something out of it. Like, I don't understand what's in Noim al Melech. I don't get, like, there's nothing practical. Like, I can't say it over to anyone else. I don't see it helping me in my Vedas Hashem. I don't understand what he's saying. He's talking about madrigas that are above and beyond me. So, like, what's the tachlis of it? But there's a certain Maila. In, in learning Naim al Melech specifically, and, and Svarim like that, which is that the Sefer itself draws a person towards Elokos. It draws a person towards Ruchnius, and it brings the Neshama out inside of a person. Every one of us, and we'll talk a length about this, is, is a makeup of Gufan and Neshama. We're made up of two different components in two different parts, and the Baltani will explain to us that there's a Mechama Gedeila. There's a tremendous war taking place inside of us at every second. In the Nefesh of Bahami, in the Nefesh of Lakis, and they're both trying to, you know, be Menatzech over what he calls the Irakatana, the little city that's us, and trying to, and there's a battle inside of us. And when a person learns certain Svarim, they're able to be Mamshechem Telakos. They're able to draw him Pashat, to be able to bring his Neshama out in a very real way. So, you want to practically what a person get out of Nehemiah Maybe not so much. And you want to know if there's anything to say over it? Maybe not so much. But when Sadiqim learn, and, and, every, and when anyone, any one of us learn Naimel Melech, it brings out an Elokos inside of us. And that's why th- there's a big difference between Svarim that are written by Tamil Yavar Shemtev and Svarim which are written by Haintig Mashpim. Avada, again, there's, there's a tremendous Maila. Something that was written recently is, is very good. And we, we, you know, we should spend, we do spend time learning those as well. But there's something which, is, which draws a person. And, and the Chedesh of Tanya is that it has both of it. Because it's not a sefer which is just you read through it and you're just reading the words and you know you get this iris just from reading it. There's a tachlis to it also, and the whole thing's chabad and says boyneness and understanding and it's and it's deep and you have to get what he's saying and there's there's a context and and he has a path that he's leading us on. There's something taking place, but at the same time, just just the learning of the sefer itself automatically is mamshech a person telekos. By tzaddikim they would only learn, for example, that, you know sefer noim lemelech. You know, Erev Shabbos, Nach the Mikvah. That was like a lot of, a lot of Rebbes, the Makbid, they only learn Erev Shabbos after the Mikvah. They don't learn it during the week. Why? It's a, it's a safer to get something out of it. It's a safer which is Elokos. It's a safer which is godliness. And a person sits and learns it, and a person is able to just be drawn to Elokos. Right? The Rebbe Reb Zusha, who's one of the uh, Haskamas on the Sefer Tanya, when they brought on the Sefer Tanya, he said, it's a pella to me. 
it's a pella to me. I can take such a big rabbanish lalam and put them in such a small safer. So it's a pella how you pack so much godliness into such a small safer. He's blown away by the safer and he's one of the scumas on the safer. That's what the safer is. The safer, again, is on the one hand giving us a practical hajracha. Baltani is here to walk us through from step A to step Z, walking us through life the ins and outs of daily life. At the same time, there's such an alakos inside of the Sefer. There's such a ruchnius inside of the Sefer. It's mechazik, a person's neshama. In such a real way that the, the learning of the Sefer itself draws a person towards the Rabbani Shalom. I was talking with somebody a half hour ago. He was telling me about a certain, you know, a certain relative of his who started learning a certain Sefer Chassidus. Not this, he was talking about Lakut Imran. But he said the guy started learning Lakut Imran Ian. And he, he spends you know, a decent amount of time in it every day. And he said the person, his life was transformed. And I... Maybe he can't pinpoint it to say, oh, I heard this Eitzah from, you know, the, the Reb Nachman, and I changed it. It's not like that. When a person learns Sfarim from Tamil Yabal Shemtiv, Sfarim Echel Ruchni, Sfarim Echel Akos, it changes a person's mahos, changes a person's essence, and a person feels different, and a person acts different, and a person looks at themselves differently, and a person, a person looks at the world differently. It changes a person's whole mahos. So on the one hand, Sefer Tani is very, very practical. I even put out recently, there's a guy, Reb Chaim Miller. He's a big, he's a, he's a very big writer in Chabad. He put out the phenomenon as a good Nechamashim, the English Nechamashim that they have. So he put out a safe called the Practical Tanya. Right? He's taking Tanya and he's, it's making it practical. And he gets in English and he has like a summary at the end of every chapter and he explains to you how it's practical. So Paul Tanya is, is one of the most practical from It's not Vertloch. He's not here to tell us a nice word that we could say over by the Suda. And he's not here to tell us something nice we could say over in a shir or in a speech. He's here to tell us Tachlis, a Hadracha, and how to live life. At the same time, this is... It, it, when we understand that every vav he spent two weeks on, so we understand that there was such an there's such an alakus inside of the sefer. It's not just just a guide. It's not just a, you know a madrich. There's also something here which is the world of pnimis atayra. That that's maybe more in terms of in terms of the practical. But but perhaps perhaps when it comes to when it comes to you know what the essence of the sefer is, is another bichidish that the Balatanya did, which is most svarim are here to either tell us, either tell us you know, how to serve Hashem, or it's here to tell us about what's going to happen if you don't serve Hashem. We're here to tell us about, like we said, the name of the Malach, what Madrigas and Tzadikim are. It talks about practically what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to do it. The Baal Tanya Sefer and the Chiddush of Tanya is he doesn't just talk about how to do certain things or how not to do certain things or why one should do certain things or when one, when, when one should do certain things. The Baal Tanya is Iker point of the Sefer and the Iker, the Iker, the, uh, the Agdama in the Sefer is, it's Megala to a person what a person is. It's, it's Megala to a person who I am, what my essence is. The whole first, you know, Chelek of Tani is going to explain to us what we are. That if we don't know who we are, if we don't have self, uh, you know, self, uh, self-contemplation, if we don't know what we are at our core, who we are, what, what are we? What are we made of? What, what's, are we just people? Are we humans? Are we Yidin? Are, do we have an Eshama? we have a Guf? There's so many components. Of, if we don't understand ourselves, so then everything that we're doing is just, we're doing built on a premises of, I don't know, I was just thrown down into this world and I was put into a family and I'm just sort of following the train of, you know, the people before me and I'm going along a path without understanding who we are. Well, Tanya came to the world and, and, and he wrote to Sefer Tanya to explain to us who we are. Me and me, what, what am I? What am I made of? What, what's going on inside of me? Right? It, it, you know, to take a very Pashta example, right? a person sitting, I was just talking about this today in the share earlier today, a person, a person sitting in Kippur by Davening, right? in your middle of saying Hashamnu, right? and many times is what the Yitzhara does, the Yitzhara is a tremendous Kayach, He'll make that as a person saying a shamanu or the al even more, so you're being mafarit each one of your chatan. And you're sitting there and you're clapping al And what happens is, is, is with, you know, the Swarm talk about this a lot, and I think we can all testify that this is true. As you're doing the al so you start thinking about the averis that you've done. 
al and you start thinking about the, you know, the Hirurim run that you have, and then you're replaying them in your head, right? So you're in the middle of Yom Kippur, and you're holding by Mincha Yom Kippur, and the Ilan Yom Kippur, even worse, and you're clapping al but as you're doing it, you're either thinking about how Geshmaka was, Right? And you think about all the chats they're doing, there's taka like a, there's taka a good juicy piece of Lashon Hara, there's taka a good, you know, a good taiva that I was involved in, or there was something, you know, that I was involved in, you know, a Shmir Sanayim issue that I had. So you're, you're, you're saying the al and it's in the Ilanim Kippur, and, and you feel more godly than you've ever felt before, because you're standing there in a kittel, and you haven't eaten the whole day, and it's the Elon, and you push a cut off from all Gashmias, and then you start saying the al and you're like, wait a second, where's my head going? My head's now caught up in all the Averis that I've done and I'm actually rethinking them and I'm replaying them and I'm going through, I'm, I'm clapping al Khait that I had Hirurim run and I'm just rehaving the Hirurim again in myself, inside of myself. And you start to question, who am I? What am I? Am I the guy who's standing here by the Elah with the Kittel on, fasting, that's totally like a Malach that could scream at Hashem like him, Baruch Shem Kavad Machusel Elam Vaid? Or maybe I'm the guy who really has typhus and I'm fooling myself and I'm just, you know, standing with a white kittel wrapped up in a talus uh, and, you know, caught up in an eel and I'm screaming Hashem Elohim because that's what the people around me are doing. And, and if we really stop to think about the question, who are we? What are we? we? We have so many different things going on inside of ourselves. We have so many different components of us. You look throughout the, the day, from the beginning of the day to the end, and you start to, to figure out, what have I done throughout the day? Well, compelled me to do certain things, right? A person who's learning in yeshiva, right? He learns a, a good first seder in yeshiva and he sits to a real geshmaka first seder and he has a geshmak, the kind of day where you don't look, you're not looking up at the clock even once and you only, you only get up from your seat because the people around there are getting up and you chap that it's really time for lunch, right? I'm sure we've all had days at least, at least once where you had a first seder where you pasha didn't even look at the clock. You just, people got up and you're like, whoa, it's already one o'clock and I chap. And you walk out of first seder and you're on a high. Right? You walk at the Adira Torah event and you're on a high. You feel like elevated and you feel inspired. And then you walk down the street, literally on your way from, from the Yashan to the dining room, wherever you're walking from. And you're walking from the yeshiva to the dining room or to the dorm. And somebody passes you by, an inappropriately dressed woman, and you look, and you look at her. And, and suddenly you're like, wait a second. I don't understand. I just spent three hours learning, uh, learning a sugi bi'in and I was into it. And I, I felt inspired and I felt elevated. And I felt totally connected to Lakus, to godliness. And then in one second, I see something and I caught my eye and I look twice. So am I the guy who's really interested in Taivas and I just convinced myself and I threw myself into, into learning for three hours? Or am I the guy that's really into learning and that's not the real me? Who, am I a stira? Am I, am I an oxymoron? What am I? Who am I? What, what, what am I made of? What are my components? And until we figure out the answer to that question, so all of our voices is important, but it's all built on a premises of not really knowing who we are. If we don't get real proper, proper introspection to figure out what are we made of, what are the things that are triggering us, what's pushing us one direction or the other, so then the Avadah Hashem we're doing is amazing, but it's not built on a strong, solid foundation of proper recognition of who we are. Anyone who knows anything about therapy knows that the first thing the therapist wants to do before they talk about how to do anything, let's figure out who you are, what triggers you, what, what gets you excited, what, what are the traumas that are in your life, what, what's, what's going on in the inside of you, who are you? And that's what Tanya comes to do that's so different than any other Sefer. You open up a typical Sefer, starting from, you know, all the way, all the way back to Sefer Musr, to Sefer Ashkaf, they're telling you about Avaidas, how to do things, they're telling you about what you should do, what you shouldn't do. It, it's all practical, and the Baal Tanya will get to that but it's all built on a premises of the first few prakab of what are you? Who are you? Are you a neshama? Are you a guf? 
Are you like the Ramos the Rama says, Maflila Asai said, you're both together. So then are you 50 50, 60 40? What, what are you made of? What are the ingredients? And when we figure out what are we made of, so then we could start to say, okay, now, now how do I make sure that I know wit, once I know what I'm made of, how do I utilize those components properly? How do I make sure that I use my what the Baltani will call Levushia Neshama or Levushia Nefesh, Bahamas Nefesh, of course, the Machshava deeper and Misa? How do I utilize my emotions in a way which is healthy? And the Baltania is, is you know, way, be, way, way, uh, you know, way, way ahead of his times in, in terms of dealing with the inner psyche of a person, not just with the actions of a person, but what's going on inside of a person, what's causing a person to act a certain way. How do we make sure that we have proper, you know, chayvis alavavis, ahava, yira, dveikas. What does dveikas look like? What does ahava look like? How does a person get ahava? How does a person make sure that they have yira? What's yira that's healthy? What's yira that's not healthy? How do I make sure that the actions I'm doing are built on a strong foundation? That's what the Baal comes to do. Me, ani, who am I? What am I made of? What, what, who, what, 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 what are my components? What are my ingredients? And with that understanding, then we could go ahead and say, okay, now let's figure out. Now that I know, is the real me the guy in the Bismedrish or the real me the guy in the street? Now we can talk about, okay, how do I make sure that if the real me is the guy in the Bismedrish, if the real me is the guy by Ne'ila, how do I make sure I don't have those machshavas? How do I make sure that I don't look twice? How do I make sure that I don't get bakas or speak Lashon Hara if the real me is not somebody who naturally wants to do that? Or if the real me is the other one, if the real me is the guf, so how, how do I, then, then I have a totally different avayda. But until we figure out who the real us is, and what the real us is, then, then Avedis Sashem is important, but it's, built, it's not built on the solid foundation of understanding who we are. Right, they say over a story, I've heard this with different Rebbes, and we'll just say a Rebbe, because it's, it's, it's not important who the Rebbe was with. But there was a Hasid who lived way out in a, way out in a you know, faraway village. And he was the only Yid who lived in the village. It was him amongst you know, a village full of Gaim. He probably owned the Kretschmer, because otherwise it wouldn't be a good Hasidish story, but he probably owned the Kretschmer, and everyone came, and he probably got thrown into, you know, thrown into prison once or twice by the pirates. But either way, he was the only, yid, the only Yid who lived in this village. And he would come, once a year, he would come to the Rebbe. That would be his chizik, that would be the time that he would get together to bring with Hevra, to be able to see a little, you know, a little, a little, a ruchnius, a little, a little, a little, a little, Once a year, he would come. And when he was amongst his, you know, amongst his townspeople, he wouldn't dress in a chassid shalavosh because you're the only Yid in the town, you're not dressing in a chassid shalavosh. He would put on a casquetto, not a Yankee cap, but a casquetto. He'd take a look like a real, you know, he looked like the people around them with a short coat. And he, you know, he dressed like a regular, like a regular guy who was around him. And when he came to the Rebbe every year, he's coming Rosh Hashanah and Kippur Sukkot to the Rebbe. Then he put on the full chassidish lavosh. He let his payas down. You know, he untucked his beard, and then he looked like everybody else. He walked in looking like everybody else. One year, he shows up to the Rebbe, and he shows up looking like he does the whole year with his casquetto, with his payas tied up, his beards. You know, his beards rolled up. He's wearing a short jacket. He looks like a regular guy, like everybody else around him. So the Rebbe says, "Oh, my high! Like you always show up looking like a chassid. You, know, you show up suddenly looking like this." So he says, Rebbe, I'll tell you the truth. He says, the whole year, I, you, know, you know the way I dress. You know where I live. You know where I live amongst. I don't, I, don't dress this, I don't dress this way. I don't dress like a chassid. This is the way I dress. So every year I'm coming in, and, and you know, I'm putting on this whole show, Kilo, I'm like a regular chassid. I'm a regular guy like everybody else. Uh, this year I decided enough's enough. I'm going to stop fooling you. I'm going to stop fooling everybody else. And most, important, most importantly, I'm going to stop fooling myself. I'm going to show up the way I really am. This is the real me. 364 days of the year, this is the way I dress. So for the, you know, the one time I come to the Rebbe, I should dress differently. He said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not fooling myself. The Rebbe said, Oi. He said, Chayim. He said, I always thought that 364 days of the year, you're fooling everybody in your town. And one day of the year, you're being the real you. Now you're telling me that 364 days, that's the real you, and you're fooling us? He says, Nebuch. He says, I thought, I thought it was Mamash the opposite. So th- th- that's what the Balatani is coming to explain to us, is, is who's the real us and who, who's the costume? Who's the, who's the essence of who we are? When we do Torah and mitzvahs, is that... Is that the us that wants to do it? Or is that no, the, the us wants to be involved in kol taivus elamazeh. 
And we have to do a kfiyah, you know, eskafia. We have to force ourselves, ourselves. We have to force us. Nevertheless, even though you're not in the mood and you're not interested, you should put on tefillin, you should put on tzitzis, you should learn, you should be careful where you look, you should be careful the way you speak. But the real us doesn't want that. The real us is interested in kol taivis elamazeh and wants to sit and not go to shacharis and not learn and not be involved in, 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 in tanuge elam haba. Wants to be involved in tanuge elam hazeh, but we force the us to do something else. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe the real us wants our course and we're forced, nebuch, we have to eat and we have to drink and we have to sleep and we have to be involved in Elamazah. So who's the costume and who's the real us? That's what the Baltani is coming to do and, and it's such a chiddish because it's mamash the only sefer that does it in such a, a, a queer fashion. The Baltani goes step by step by step and we'll get off on tangents in certain prakim and I'll talk about other things which are important. You know, we spoke Shavuos night about the Indian of, you know, what is Torah, which he talks about at length in Parakei, but we'll get off on tangents and we'll talk about the Sviris and we'll talk about Levushi and Hashama, but all these are important components to understand who we are and what we're doing. And once we understand who we are, then the what we're doing takes on a whole different context. It's okay, now I know who I am. Now I know what the essence of me, now I know what my ingredients are. Now let me figure out how to use them properly. And that's really what the Sefer Tani came to do. And that's again, why it's, why it's, why it's a bit of a chiddush. Or since a big of a chiddush, a huge chiddush in terms of, in terms of what, it's, what it's going to do. Uh, I'll just end with Mamish, one, one or two more nekudis that I think are important to speak out. When it comes to the Sefer, the name of the word, the name of the Sefer, which is called Sefer Atanya, Right, there wasn't really the name given to the Sefer. The name given to the Sefer was Lakute Amarim. Right, if you look at the, the Sharbla, it says Sefer Lakute Amarim. And again, these words are written by the Baltani himself. Sefer Lakute Amarim, Chela Karishin, and Ikra Sefer Shablainim. So Lakute Amarim is what the whole Sefer is called, and then he called it Sefer Shablainim. Already, it seems like by the second or third printing, it already said at some point Sefer Atanya, even though that, that's not a very crucial word. Right, Tanya is just the first word that it starts off with, right? So you have Prakim and Shas, which you know, the Parak is based on what the word, the first word is. So it's Parakachai. These are prakim which are just based on what the beginning of the beginning of the parak is. Sometimes it will, you know, define what the whole parak is about. Sometimes not. The word tanya really seems to not be a very important word in terms of what the sefer is about, right? We even call them the bal hatanya. What does the word tanya mean? Tanya means one to the brisa. That, that's I don't know. Call him bal hasefer shalbeinim. That that's what he wrote. He came to write a sefer shalbeinim, and we'll talk at length about what a bainim he is. But he came to write a sefer shalbeinim. Bal hatanya, sefer hatanya. Why does he use the word tanya? Not only that. All the Mepharshim, if you look at any Mepharshim and Sefer Tanya, they all speak out very clearly that he's coming from a Gemara in, Gemara in Nida, Paragimel in Nida, Tanya Paragimel in Nida. The Gemara over there doesn't say Tanya. Gemara is not a Bryce, it's Darish Absimlai. Right? So you can't say Tanya when the Gemara doesn't say Tanya. It's not a Bryce, it's a Darish Absimlai, it's a, it's a Drash of Absimlai. So, first of all, the word itself is not a very important word. It's an agav word which he's using in order to bring down a, a Bryce in, in Masech Tanya. Second of all, it's not even a true word. It's not even, it's not even a word. It's not, the word over there is not even Tanya. There's no word like that in the, in the Gemara. Is, are, are the Gersas in name Yaakov? There's Gersas. It does have Tanya, but Pashta. So we look at our Gemara and Nida. doesn't say the word Tanya. It says Dara Shib Simlai. So, so w- w- what is the Indian of the word Tanya? And I think if we understand what, what the word Tanya is, it will help us understand what the Tachas of the Sefer is and perhaps why it's called the Sefer Tanya. The, the, the Tzamech Tzedek said that the word Tanya is it, Tanya, Tanya represents a certain klipa, and he brought this down already from that Rizal, who said this on the Idra, that the Zerah Kadesh wrote, or Shemba wrote, that the word Tanya, over there also, the Idra starts with the word Tanya, and if anyone looks at the, you know, the Izzuzucha, many people have the Minik to say it on uh, Lag Ba'imer, to learn on Lag Ba'imer, it also starts with the word Tanya. So, and it goes to the story of Shemba Yechayi's and when he was Nifter, and when he was Megala, but it also starts with the same word Tanya. That Rizal writes, why does it start with the word Tanya? What's, what's important about the word Tanya? So that Rizal writes that there's a klipa, 
and we'll talk at length about what klipas mean once we get into the Sefer, but it's important to know, you know, just very basically, there's something that's getting in the way of us serving Hashem. We'll call that a klipa. It's a shell. It's something which separates us from the tachlis, which is the peiri. There's a klipa, which is called tanya. It's oim oimedesa. I'm going to read the words of Tzemach Tzedek. Oimedesa neged limud rozenda iraisa. It stands in the way of those who want to learn the secrets of Torah. Kibulimin azem mevatol meisai. When a person learns, when a person learns rozenda iraisa, he's mevatol this klipa, which means there's a certain klipa. And for whatever reason, this klipa has this name. We'll, we'll trust the Ariza, we'll trust the Zerikadish. That's the name of the klipa. The klipa is the word Tanya, and Tanya is there to stop people from learning Pneumia Satera and Razanda Iraisa, what the Zerikadish calls the secrets of Torah. And therefore, the Baal of Tanya began with the word Tanya because he's beginning a Sefer, which has to do with Pneumia Satera, and he begins it to tell us that by learning this Sefer, Rumavatal, the klipa called Tanya. But the Ariza tells us that this klipa doesn't attack regular people. It's not just a regular klipa which stops people from learning, learning Razan Raisa. It's specifically a klipa which attacks those that learn Torah. Those that learn Torah, what the klipa tries to do is to stop a person who learns Torah from being able to learn Razan Raisa, from being able to learn Pernibius Torah. Why? For a very the reason. We spoke about this on Shavuos. There's two ways a person can learn Torah. You can learn Torah with context and Torah without context. Torah with context means that you know that there's a nice in a Torah. And you understand that Torah is a lakos with levushim. And you understand that by learning Torah, as the Baal Tani will tell us, you're connecting to the Rabbanishim in the greatest way possible. There's no greater way to connect to the Rabbanishim through learning Torah. That's learning Torah with context. That's the ultimate way a person should learn Torah. When we talk about Torah lishma, Torah, that means Torah for the sake of connecting to the Rabbanishim. At least the way the Baal Tani explains what Torah lishma is. It means connecting to the Rabbanu Shama. I'm here to connect. It's done within the context of Dveikis Tashem. There's another way to learn Tanya. There's another way to learn Torah, which is okay. It's, I need to learn what to do. I need to learn what the halachas are. I need to make sure that I know Daf Yaimi. I need to make sure that I know, you know, I know something. I know I can, I can do homework with my kids. I'm learning because I'm learning Torah. Torah is Torah. And when a person learns Torah in that way, so obviously without context, it's very, very hard for the Ma'ar Shabbat to make Machsal Lamotiv. Right? Because I'll say the Ma'ar Shabbat is Machsal Lamotiv. The Medrash says, but the Ma'ar Shabbat is when a person is doing both the context. When a person understands it, there's aura inside of Torah. When he said what Torah is, and he said that there's a nice in that Torah, so then it's possible to say, okay, then, then the Ur Shabbai could be Machsal right? Like Chazal said, the Bach brings down very famously, that the reason why Beis Mikdash was Nechrav, because we didn't make a bracha, means that we, we didn't understand there was a nice in that Torah. We learned Torah by, by Zman Beis Mikdash. But if we missed out on the fact that there was a nice in that Torah, if we didn't have the context of the Rabbanisham in the Torah, so then the Beis Mikdash gets destroyed. Then we're missing everything. There's a klipa which attacks people that learn Torah to get them to stop to stop themselves from learning Razan the Eraisa, the secrets of Torah. Why? Because Razan the Eraisa gives a person context to be able to get all of Torah, to be able to understand what Torah is. Right? The, when a person learns Razan the Eraisa, when you learn Pneumius at Torah, what it does is it's Megala everything in terms of Nigla also. It allows you to then go back and learn Gemara and Alacha and everything in Nigla in a total, totally different way, in a way where there's context. Right? It, it, it changes the whole way that a person learns Nigla. Right? Somebody who's asked me today, said, you know, you see many Talmidei Chachamim, many Chashva people, that they're big Talmidei Chachamim. They give big Shirem, and it's very clear that they have no Yerushalayim. Right? One of the, probably the, big, the biggest litmus tests is you watch somebody who gives a, you know, a Chashva Shir, you watch somebody who's a big Maga Shir, watch the way they daven. Right? And you'll be able to see, does a person have Yerushalayim or is it Talmud Chacham? Right? Talmud Chacham is not a Tzadik. Those are two very different things. It could be a massive Talmud Chacham, a massive Paisik, and you can know a tremendous amount of Halacha and Gemara, and you can know Kabbalah also. But if, if the person doesn't have Yerushalayim, if a person is missing that context, so, you know, the, the, then it's nice, it's amazing, they can give a top shear, but you're missing the context of the Rabbanu Shalom. So it's Torah, but you, you missed out on the Rabbanu Shalom inside of the Torah. When a person learns Torah with context, when a person's involved in this world of Pneumius Torah, and it, and it, 
sheds light on all of his nigla, everything else that he's learning, so a person's able to learn the Torah in a way where he's able to get to, get to the depth and the understanding of what Torah is supposed to do. Right? Somebody told me he was standing by the Adira Torah event next to the dais. He said he was watching. There wasn't enough room in the dais. Even with the 500-person dais, how many people it was, with all the tickets and all the organizational mice, there wasn't enough room in the dais. I'm not sure if it's because some people thought they were supposed to be in the dais. They weren't supposed to be. Whatever it was, there wasn't enough room in the dais, and they had to add seats. He said it was very interesting for him to watch which Rabbanim, I'll cover the Torah, obviously, which Rabbanim, it was like, it was not much bothering them. Did they get a seat in the dais? And which one? Like, okay, so I'll sit over here, like, what's the difference? It, again, it, I'm sure that the ones that we're doing, we're doing it's covered at Torah, and now it's uncovered, but you can sometimes see, you can look at somebody and say, okay, the person's a Talmud Chachav, is, is there something more than just the Torah that he knows, or is he just learning the Torah as, as an intellectual pursuit, as a way to be able to give shirim, top shirim, he likes it, he enjoys it, or is there a context to the Torah? The klipa of Tanya attacks a person to try to get a person to stop learning Razanda Iraisa because learn Torah, but don't learn context to the Torah, right? We normally refer to the Nigla and Nister, right? The, many, many of the Mashpiyam point out it's, it's the opposite, really, right? We call it Nigla. What does Nigla mean? It's the revealed part of Torah. It's revealed, but it's also hiding the greatest thing within the Torah. When a person learns a Sugi in Bavakama or a Sugi in Yavamas, it's Nigla, but it's Nister because it's hiding the fact that there's a Rabbanish You're spending, you know, weeks and figuring out and what a Bal Yavinta is. So sometimes you forget that, wait a second, there's a Rabbanish who's behind this whole Torah. Right? And Nister is the opposite. Nister is Nister, but it's also the greatest Gila. When a person opens up a Sefer like Tanya, you open up Sifri Chasidah, Sifri Pnimiya, Sifri Ashkafa, you open up Svarmish, you're talking about the Rabbanishalalam, so it's the greatest Gila. It's Nister, because it's talking about things which are more hidden, but it's Megala that there's a Rabbanishalam. The Mela, the Baal Tanya, what the Baal Tanya wants to do with the first word of Tanya. This is why the Sefer is called Tanya, is Bimavatal Klipa, to let us know that, okay, we're all people that Baruch Hashem, we learn Torah, but we also need to have context to the Torah to understand that we need to break that Klipa and get involved in what the Vizera Kodesh calls Razanda Eraisa, to understand, get a little bit deeper, to understand what Yerushalayim means. What does Ahavas Hashem mean? What does it mean to love the Rabbanishalalam? Right? These are things that, again, we've grown up with. You have to ace Hashem Alekacha. We say it every day, twice a day. What does it mean to have Ahavas Hashem? How do I get Ahavas Hashem? How do I do that? What's the context in which I do that? And that's, again, what the Balatani is going to do is give us over that Razanda Eraisa, the secrets behind the things that we're learning to give us context to what our davening is supposed to look like, what our mitzvah is supposed to look like, what's the difference in mitzvah and Torah, and what way did it differ, what way is Torah over mitzvah? All of this, he's going to give us a tremendous amount of context to be able to explain to us what the Avayda is. There's more. Maybe we should, you know, there's more that we, uh, there's more that, the more that could be said, and maybe we'll give a drop more of Agdama next time. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go past the time, but I think that there's a little bit more we'll talk maybe next time about one more to quit about the Sefer Shaltanya, maybe how it, you know, how it differs from our Nebuchadnezzar, maybe we'll talk about also. Okay, there's a few more to quit that we have to speak about Pateris Agdama, but we're going to try to start at least the Shabbat next week, and we try to, uh, try to make, it, it's just important, I, I'm just, in, in terms of Limud, this goes back to the, con- the you know, conversation we're just having, in terms of Limud of Svarim, there's two ways a person can learn a Sefer. It's either because I want to finish the Sefer, I want to make sure that I get you know, from, from point A to point B, right? So when a person learns Dafyemi, obviously a person wants to understand it, but the point of learning Dafyemi is to get to the next Daf and the next Daf and the next Daf. You're trying to cover ground because that's the point of it. You're trying to move the keys. Uh, I, I don't think that it would be beneficial for us to learn Tani in a way which is just, we want to finish all 53 Prakim so we could say that we finished Tani. The point is that we should be Oivdi Hashem and we should figure out how we can be greater Oivdi Hashem. So we're not in a rush. I, I don't mind if we get through three Prakim over a year. I have no problem with that. It's not, a, it's not a race, it's not a contest. The point is to become greater Oivdi Hashem. And as long as we all feel like we're gaining out of it and removing and, and removing in terms of Oivdi Hashem, maybe not in terms of the paper, I think that that alone would be enough of a Tayala. Okay, Meshachach.